a seat to the bar and join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tansen, Jess, and Maggie bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.8, Kitty, where we are covering the novel Death Masks. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. I'm Batman. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us to do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at www.patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 10. The Archive and our hired man, Kincaid, make a visit to Dresden at his apartment. The Archive requests to know Dresden's second for the duel and informs him that he needs one by sundown, or his life is forfeit. Next, she asks him what his weapon of choice is, which Dresden chooses energy despite the Archive's warnings. Mom, are you having a good day today? Only sort of, I was really excited because you said you were Batman, and I was like, if only, and I was like, because I mean, I was like really rich, and then I was like, actually, no, I guess his parents got murdered, and I was like, yeah, you'd be dead. Either way, actually, yes, I wish you were Batman. <laughs> Either way, I'm better off. I like that joke where it's like, wow, who died and made you Batman? Oh, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I only asked, because right before we started recording this, Tanzan decided to break my microphone stand. Mmm... He's trying to help. So that's me having a good day because Tanzan broke your shit. <laughs> well, because I'm going to move on. Tanzan, are you having a good day today? Well, I, I, technically, I think I paid for that, that, that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sure, sure, possession sure. is nine-tenths of the law, right? <laughs> she uses it every week. It's hers. <laughs> is that your whole point? You just want to tell everybody that she broke your stand? She broke it on me while I was sitting right here ready to use it. And then she broke it. <laughs> But we can hear you better now. Ugh. I'm glad you're I don't see it broke. Yeah, this is the improvement yet. <laughs> Sorry, there is a serious design flaw in the particular model of Mike Booms we used. <laughs> they go boom really easy. <laughs> and then we can't mic. <laughs> the screw fails, and then you are screwed. But a bunch. Anyways, Dresden is about to be screwed <laughs> for a whole other reason here. Oh my gosh, she's also going to go boom. Way to tie it all in, people. Right? <laughs> this is what we're here for. <laughs> this is why we're the professionals. <laughs> oh yes, that's the word. The really amateur professionals. <laughs> yeah, so he cowboys up. He cowboys up because his candles went, his warning flames went off, so he goes running upstairs. Right. Fortunately, he lost his big cool like 450 Magnum or 457 or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, 44. <laughs> he lost the 357 up in the clouds, so now he has to rely on just his little old 44. <laughs> he had to bring it from the office and keep it at home. It's like that thing, like I saw a while ago, where it was like, um, somebody's like little cartoon thingy or whatever, and they're like, oh, don't you hate when you like lose a chapstick and then like your, your car chapstick becomes like your regular chapstick and then like your nightstand chapstick has to become your car chapstick because that one, and then just like, you, and they're like, no, I just have like one chapstick and use it till it's done. And they're like, what? <laughs> it is crazy. And it's funny because I'm the one chapstick user. I know. I do. I have friends that have, like, they always have one that's, like, in their pocket and, like, one they keep here and one they keep there because they can never keep track of them and they're always losing them and whatever. So they have one in, like, every spot. But apparently this is Dresden with his guns. He's like, he's like, I lost my home gun, so I had to bring my office gun to make it my home gun. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> we, all, we all tie it in eventually. <laughs> I, I try to wait patiently for that moment, but sometimes it's like... You didn't get that from the start. <laughs> it's just, like, earlier. Mom was trying to tell us a story and she took off 
off a side turn to it, and then she went back to the original story. I was like, oh, that side turn was just to demonstrate how stupid I am. Yeah. And then I went back to your regular story. <laughs> exactly. Like, it was the only right. need. See, it's my own superhero power. I'm like, I may be incapable of, of avoiding tangents, but I, always rem- I almost always remember all where connected I started somehow. to bring back in the end. Exactly. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so he he's ponies up, he puts the boots on, he gets his replacement gun. <laughs> you got boots, Murph. Goes to the door, and it's just knock, knock, knock. I know. Little polite knocks. Right? And you know, because he says specifically, so it's definitely got to be the... Because he's like, there's seven polite knocks, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right? We're like math. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You don't have to include all of those. I'm getting six. (laughs) (laughs) Slow down. No, I I don't know how to knock. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right. I guess, eh? Okay. I counted six at first, too. I was like, do, 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 do. Right. One, two, three, four. I never learned. You don't have to seven either. All of those just just find one where it went well and included. I guess. I wonder now is this a regional knock? Like, <laughs> does anybody else actually know what we're talking about at this point in time? I'm sure there's only so many knocks, hey, right? Hey, shaving a haircut, two bits. Roger Rabbit. Right. Because mm-hmm. he always couldn't. Because that was the thing. They'd always go, and Roger Rabbit could never resist the two bits. And that's how Judge Doom, Doctor Dread, whatever the fuck the bad guys, Christopher Plummer. <laughs> what the hell? Who's the guy from, from, from... Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's know. our pop culture random, <laughs> random channel for Tank. Dresden will be incredibly disappointed right now. <laughs> Make sure you get that in our social media post. <laughs> Christopher, I, look, 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 do, I, I knew it. You, I, <laughs> from Back to the Future, you know, when we're talking about Roger Rabbit. This is a release to Harry Dresden. The social media post will just be a guy gif flashing through 15 different actors' names as mom tries to figure out who the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> I could picture him. The name was just not coming. I knew it wasn't Plumber, but I'm not good at charades. I am excellent at charades, actually. I have, like, never lost the name of charades. I am, like, if, if you need a partner for charades, seriously. We used to play it all the time, and we, like, never ever do anymore. Nope. It's a shame. Also, don't live together anymore, so. Okay, but we still get together occasionally for family things. <laughs> Next time we start our podcast. Before we go, <laughs> we'll have a friendly game of charades. <laughs> Test this theory. Feel free to all join in and play along. <laughs> we'll record it for you and it will be bonus content placed on Patreon. They can they can suggest what mom has to act out and win charades with. <laughs> okay, it can't be any worse. We'll just be like, what the fuck? It can't be any worse than the one time my friend picked, like, uh, Mephisto, the lesser god of, of heartburn and indigestion. And I'm, oh, I'm tired of hearing this fucking story. <laughs> I just spent two weeks with Dave. <sighs> It was a weekend, so God it was damn it. maybe two days. Anyways, I'm just saying. Once Everyone you- who was at that party always has to tell this fucking story. <laughs> once, once you have to I have 15 fucking adults, and they all talk about this fucking Mephisto. Uh, I think it was Mephisto. Well, you just have the option to pass on that one? Be like, uh, no, yeah, no, no, not the ones we were playing, because it's a version of charades. Celebrity, did we ever make you play that? I don't think so. Let's move on to Dresden, okay? Right. Back to back to the episode. Anyways, there We've was a, there, there was not, not an option. anything with Dresden yet. <laughs> hey, he got up the door and cowboyed up. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> and there were seven polite knocks, which I can only assume. Which he answers by knock knock joke. Which <laughs> well, because he's confused, because he expected all the demons snarling and blasting and spewing, and instead he got a knock at the door. Surely the pizza delivery boy also knocked when he arrived with the pizza. True, but Dresden no longer orders pizza, so it can't be the pizza delivery boy. Henceforth, he feels inclined to not start shooting and ask questions later and ask the question first. Who's there? The archive. The archive who? And apparently he's got no sense of humor. (laughs) The archive. What the fuck is an archive? And I love, too, how he's like, I have a vague recollection of something about like this. Um, um, nonpartisan, what does he call it? Why can I not think of the unbiased, gender-neutral, um, emissary-type person being mentioned at the last meeting that he was at, but he was kind of busy and not really paying attention, <laughs> which is fair and probably true for a lot of meetings, but the last one that we know Dresden attended was also the one where they were like, let's just throw him to the woods. <laughs> let's just kill Dresden. Yeah, it'd be like, the vampires want to know if we will just, like, turn him over and kill him. <laughs> I do like, though, that, like, he, like, like, you know, 
what, three, four hours ago, he was just in the basement trying to read through a document that he'd never read through before, and he's just like, okay, whatever, Bob, just tell me, right? And now he's upstairs, and it's like, oh, you know, the ar archive. He's like, fuck, I really should start meeting, reading the meeting notes, like. <laughs> so it is the archive at the door. They prove themselves with documentation, and it has this magical watermark on it, which is super cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And you, you find out that they get, like, updated passwords, because he's, like, the latest password I got from the council. So it's like, again, we're at war. We're going to, like, have secret, like, enigma things for all our things and we're going to like update them regularly so no one else can find out what our latest passwords are. And it's like one of those things... Ken like, sent me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want to know, but I don't. What kind of what kind of passwords do... Although we do find out sometimes. Every once in a while, Justin will like call into the council and have to give like, the eagle has landed at midnight or something kind of things. So the archive is here with someone else, Kincaid. <clears throat> it's a rather solid looking man wearing a gun strapped. Who apparently really does approve of Dresden having a gun, since nobody else mm -hmm. in the council seems to be like, hey, why not? Why not? Secondary. Right? Let's try, I know. Let's try some physics instead of magic. Yeah, right? right? That's what he said. Right? Because he's like, yeah, totally. He's like, the, the, nobody in the council. He's like, this is the first time I've ever seen anybody with a gun. And he's like, he's like, just when company comes over. <laughs> he's like, good for you. Like, exactly. Like, about time, right? Like, yeah, it's a lot quicker, easier, simpler half the time to just fucking shoot somebody than Kincaid's mess around. has been waiting with... for that modern American wizard. Right? <laughs> like, thank you for stepping out of the Dark Ages. Right? Like, just a little tiny bit of brotherhood right there. <laughs> he's like, oh. I see you. I see you right there. And we know Kincaid's also pretty tall because he says he's only just a bit shorter than Harry, right? Everybody is. Have you noticed that everybody in Harry's world is just a bit shorter? It's just a bit shorter or tiny. So everybody is so five foot or six foot. Or like over six foot because six foot is like about the average or at least mm -hmm. what I consider to be average, right? And everybody's like Michael's like six foot four-ish or something like that and There's like something in the water sonia's mm -hmm. like almost supernatural juice man and human growth justin is almost <laughs> yeah and then or everybody else right the cat mister is like ginormous for a cat walking out of the never never just slowly stretches and stretches <laughs> and stretches. <laughs> <laughs> or then yeah you have like murphy who's like super teeny tiny you're like two like super teeny tiny you know charity's really tall for a woman she's almost six foot so, like, for a woman, yeah. she's on the really tall side. But, yeah, I just love it. I'm like, you have a few intermediate, but Butters is, like, really short for you. You know what I mean? It's just everybody is, like, there's there's not that many that are, like, average. It's, like, all the main players are either over or under average. Give or take a couple. Mm -hmm. but, well, sp speaking of very short women in Harry's life, the archive turns out to be a seven-year-old little girl. I know. Who's very short. Very short. Yeah. Very short. I in love a, it's in so a puffy jacket. No. And a movie jacket. I know, because he's like totally figuring that, yeah, Kincaid here, and then all of a sudden this kid, so he's like, you can't possibly be bringing a child into this. <laughs> it's like, sure I can. <laughs> Where's your babysitter? <laughs> I am the babysitter. Right. <laughs> that was the first one. She's like, he is my babysitter. Can I come? And it's kind of funny, because he's like, oh, it's totally like inappropriate. But then like a minute later, she's getting all like cold and shuddering hands. So I'm like, I guess it's really not inappropriate. So I guess she knew how to dress, because she's obviously freezing out here. But oh, maybe that's where I was going to go with this before when I lost my turn of thought. But I was like, who the hell shows up? At his, so yeah, because you're like he's looking all this stuff up, and he like we know he got home late. He sends Bob out whenever he gets. First, he gets a call from Ebenezer before dawn, which is why because I mean again he does sort of ask if he's waking him. And up. Ebenezer's only one state away, so it's not like it's that difference in time. Missouri is a state away from Illinois. Oh, I don't feel like that's true. It's very south, Mi Missouri. Yeah, never it's mind. Very south. I was yeah. thinking. Well, I don't know. If I don't it's know the same time time frame. Yeah, I don't know if they're in the same time zone, but I wasn't thinking Missouri. I was thinking. No. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking. But are you thinking Michigan? Huh? Yep. Oh, Michigan, not Missouri. Yes, no, he's not in Michigan. He's in Hog Hall, okay. Missouri. It, well, it, never mind then. Yeah, I will never mind that. But at least he does kind of... probably about an hour difference is probably what I'm guessing. Yeah, but either way, at least he so does kind of say, like, I'm sorry I woke you... Or, like, did I wake you up? And then Justin's like, no, I was kind of up. But at least, you know, he acknowledges it. But at the same time, I'm like, then why are you calling him what? at, like... no? Missouri and Illinois are touching. I don't feel like that's true. This is a conspiracy. I swear I thought it was Seth. I've been there once, sadly. Yeah. Chicago, Illinois is next to Ohio and Missouri. Iowa. Fuck. Yeah, okay. You are like so. Yeah. Missouri and Illinois are next to each other, okay? Can I see? I fucking don't. Damn. I thought it was more south than that. Boom. Yeah, I, I just, totally did too. It's way a bit more center. I totally would have said it was more like where Oklahoma is. And that's probably the route that I took because I remember driving through Texas and Oklahoma. <sighs> Honestly, if America just had less states, this would be less confusing. Mm -hmm. It totally would. I, I am. Really Remembering surprised. like 53 places is too much. It really, really is. 
And it's funny because Michigan apparently doesn't touch Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he, like... Lake Michigan? Drove, they drove are next to Lake Michigan, though. Lake Michigan, Isn't yeah. Is it just separated by the lake? Yeah. So it doesn't actually touch just the thing, It looks too. like it's up there, yeah. But right. like you say, when he, in, in the first one, when he goes... Like he said, when he goes out to the lake house or whatever, he's like just crosses over the thing. But yeah, it makes you think that like they're like legit touching and they're technically not across from each other. Damn, damn it! Anyways, yeah, uh-huh. I totally thought that, especially because he makes a crack about being like because that was oh yeah we sort of brushed over that whole thing too when uh when um they're talking about the duel or whatever and Ebenezer is like um whatever Harry's like in case something bad happens. I have some papers, and, like, you'll know how to find them. And then Ebenezer's all like, yeah, but I'm going to get really cranky if I have to go out to, like, Chicago twice in as many years, right? Because he had to come up for the last meeting. So, again, it makes it sound like it's a lot longer of a journey than, you know, a couple hours or whatever to the next state. Like, that was the other reason why I thought it was, like, way more south than... But, again, Illinois, given the lakes, is a lot more south than I would have given it credit to for, too. Plus, you know, when you're, like, a two... To four hundred year old wizard, you know, eight well, hour drive too. is six stuff. hour drive is a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, so the point is, is he's calling him at the crack ass because yeah, and then we find out that Bob gets back just before dawn, so it is either still just before dawn or maybe dawn by the time he had and his word flames go off. So I'm like, who the fuck is showing up on his doorstep at dawn with, like, no... Like, okay, he knows the duel is happening, but this is still not like, oh, you've decided to have a duel? Like, you'll be contacted within five hours by... You know what I mean? Like, really, we should be operating... They don't operate with the phones very well, especially with the archive. She probably really fucks up phones. We should be on Edinburgh time, though, right now, okay? So maybe Edinburgh just called Ebenezer and was like, hey, bitch... Okay. Dude's gonna get killed. And then he was like, okay, let me call him and tell him it's not happening. It's all good, right? So, yeah, maybe. I was going to say, I could maybe see, like, Ebenezer's reasoning for, yeah, let me just get on this sooner than later. Okay, if I wake him up. But, yeah, I'm just, like, again, if this was, like, a normal day and Harry had gone to bed, she literally would be waking him up out of bed to just suddenly appear on his doorstep and be like, let's talk duel. <laughs> like, you know? But like, Dawn, Dawn is, like, protocol, 7 a.m. Yeah. or something, hey? Right, yeah. That's not it's, unreasonable. It's cold, so, I mean, it actually could be later. Because, it's winter. Right, so it's not, like, showing, it's not, like, Dawn is 4 o'clock in the morning or anything yeah so it's like you know, okay even nine or ten right also, i would be i'd nine. happily go along with all and that's of- reasonable for people who don't sleep <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right that is reasonable for people like and i would go along with that except for the part that she also says come back in 10 minutes i don't want to get stuck in rush hour so we know it's not afternoon rush hour because Bob got back just before dawn. So she's talking morning rush hour. So it's saying. still it's early like 8 or 9 a.m. Which is rush 8 hour. 8 a.m. is rush hour, yeah. Okay, 8 a.m. is usually getting done by like I'm not really sure what you're fighting for. What's your what's your argument here? She just showed up really fucking early in the morning unannounced. That's all my point she is. She has to get right. there before school starts, okay? But That's before 9 a.m. Again, I'm just saying. Yeah, college yeah, professors, you know. She's, she's, she can't miss <laughs> teaching that class. <laughs> I'm not answering my door if someone comes banging on it at 6 a.m. kind of a thing. Like I say, she's lucky she got him at all. Is that he was awake? Twenty years ago, and it was a different world. (laughs) 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 Yes, he had like a wind-up Mickey Mouse alarm. It's even more unreliable than a digital. No, I just was. Yes, I just feel quite early in the morning. It's just yes, it's just early. And again, I get maybe telephone. He was warned that she could have sent a carrier pigeon. contact with him so like it doesn't really matter what time like, business hours people he knows this person is coming business hours this is all i'm saying regardless of you don't show up really late or really early or that's all my point you know it's that this is why it's rush hours because everybody is headed to work because that's a normal time to be up and out <laughs> but not before that not when people are still at home in their undies trying to have their coffee Justin reaches out with his senses and confirms great power in the girl. He compares his power to little Billy Mumry mm-hmm. as the omnipotent brat from that old episode of The Twilight Zone. Yes. And I don't know if anybody is familiar with that. I had to look at it. Very vague. I know I, ha- I, I have not seen it again recently. I don't know. I have a uh, feeling I did see it at some point, but I, I know it as one that is referenced frequently. Right. So six-year-old Anthony F- Fremont looks like yeah. any other little boy, but looks are deceiving. He is a monster. A mutant with god-like mental powers. Adults tiptoe nervously around him, constantly telling him everything he does is good, while dip- displeasing him can get them wished away to the cornfield, where they are presum- mm. presumably met by a less-than-happy end. So he is like... 
godlike powers. Little tyrant, and, yeah. And, like, everybody's terrified and and can't actually... Do anything about it, because exactly, yeah, he can zap them away to yeah, he just has to think them away. He so. doesn't have to do anything. He just goes, I don't like you. Click, gone. You're, you, you stop existing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they talk about, you know, little, like, four-year-old t- tyrants. <laughs> This is the ultimate nightmare, is that, yes, he was the ultimate kid that could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. All right. So, I mean, needless to say, it makes Dresden just a little bit on edge because that's, like, ooh, Power. Uh. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I had something similar to this conversation yeah, on, on the way here, and we were talking about um, the four-year-old, and exactly, like, this is why they have, you know, parents and things to teach them because exactly, you know, like I was saying, we were playing Candyland for the first time. So she could understand the concept. She knew how to tell her colors. She knew how to counter spaces. But all of a sudden, when she wasn't in the lead anymore, she just wanted to keep spinning the spinner. And, and it's like, well, no, it doesn't work that way. And she's like, but I want to. And I'm like, okay, well, then I want to be at the end of the board and win. Well, you can't do that. That's cheating. I'm like, okay, well, if I have to follow the rules, you have to follow, you know, and it was just that exactly. It's like, yeah. yeah, because they don't understand, right? They can't, they're like, I understand the rules for you. You can't cheat. You can't do better than me. But I don't understand them where they relate limit to me, me, where they limit me because I just want to do it. I want to, you know, so exactly, you know, it's like, yes, all of a sudden this seven-year-old child having the power it's of the archive, it's like. Really, really need to have this 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 contrast, like, because, because she has these moments of just, like, Dichotomy, really, yeah, yeah, really seriousness and intelligence, and, but then suddenly she is like very much a seven-year-old. Like, like, uh, like he asks her, to, uh, uh, what does he say? He um, makes her promise that she won't cause him harm, and then makes her cross her heart and hope to die, which she does. Yes, <laughs> like that's very right. much like, a seven-year-old. Okay, I and promise. She's like, yeah, you don't know how much. <laughs> But exactly right. And this is the thing that's very good. And it is a very difficult thing because you're right. Like on the one hand, you could totally just go with the me, me, me of the, what is it, the id that children are, you know, and become the Billy Mallory kind of a thing. Or a bit exactly. She also has it. And it flips back and forth because in the same time she's crossing her heart and hoping to die. And then she throws in this statement, you don't know how much. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. You're like, there's a light switch between the two. Exactly. So it's like developmentally, like emotionally, whatever. She's this seven year old child. But like you say, like, you know, cerebrally or whatever. It's almost a nature versus nurture thing, right? As far as for all intents and purposes, she's only lived seven years, seven years of her life. Yeah. And yet you've got the entirety of human knowledge in your brain. That's a lot more than seven years worth of knowledge, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? So I think it is a very interesting way that that Butcher manages to temper the one with the other. That, yeah, mm. she could be, exactly. She's got basically, a, like, even in the next bit, you know, where he's like, so you know how to do magic? And she's like, I prefer calculus. <laughs> which is fine, which I don't understand. But, you know, he's like, but you know it. And she's like, well, yeah. And he's like, puts you on the on the the level of like the you know yeah. wizards on the white council of not like this you know like this is a thing right so um yeah she's got some she's got some juice which is even funny because even that she tips him off because she's like well you knew i was coming like you you didn't your words detect me like they seemed functional so it's like she already she could on the way out coming in could sense what wards he had and was like oh yeah they've tipped him off which still doesn't excuse you showing up and announce at that hour well she could probably <laughs> predict too based on how much intelligence she's got at, at the like the reservoir of knowledge that she has that this is probably going to be the likely behavior based on the circumstances is that he should he's gonna set these things up he's uh, gonna this that and yeah yeah exactly right based on what we know of him and what he does and yeah so it's all that it is she's this absolutely adorable you know in her little like peter pan collar and like her puffy jacket and like can i please come in yeah it's it's a little chilly out here like i don't want to hang around outside which is funny because then dresden in his gobsmackedness is still like standing around for 10 minutes and they're like again can we move this the fuck inside we've been asking for like 20 usually because Kincaid's like I don't want to leave her out here and she's like I don't want to stay out here oh but blah 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 yeah okay can I trust you what's your word who are you yeah I like too that Ivy's got like a British accent too so she's all like extra just like prim and proper la 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 yeah exactly to his American so yeah so eventually he's like oh okay yeah sure come on in or whatever right and then she doesn't need Kincaid in there. She tells him to go wait in the car. and, uh, and Before again, Kincaid can argue too much. 
married. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, you have to wait in the car. Okay, bye bye. I locked the door just to be petty. <laughs> you know. Right. Like... Well, and, and Harry does already ask too if Kincaid can be trusted, and we oh, we, we get a little bit of a sense from what she says that he's basically just a mercenary, and as long as he's paid, yeah, he's good. Uh, yeah, ethical in his own way. Yeah. yeah, even that is cute. Kincaid, can you be trusted? Well, you paid up through April, so we're good until April. After that, I might get a better offer. She's like, there you go. We're good until April. <laughs> I did like the little moment. Generally speaking, my instincts about people who weren't women who might potentially end up doing adult things with me were pretty good. I love that he just can acknowledge that women make him dumb. Oh, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Another woman. Durr. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. He's got a lot of evidence thus far. He's yeah. had a hard time. He'd have a hard time denying it at this point. Uh, <laughs> right. And I mean, again, he's. I don't think he ever has, right? He's like, I go all chivalrous and crazy and I know y'all don't like it but yeah exactly right but yes women that might potentially do adult things with me so (laughs) yeah so I absolutely love Ivy right from the start she's like so brilliant like you get so many good characters introduced in this book and stuff like that right but uh but yeah since she comes in and she's all like okay well let's get it over with you know like ask what you want so he's like okay like the archive and she's like yeah he's like he's like what's your name right and she's like the archive he's like yeah yeah yeah, I get that but like like what do people call you and she's like the archive (laughs) He's like, what? So, yeah, so that's when he's like, he's like, oh, so, like, you're not human then. You're just, like, this. oh, no, I'm totally, like, a seven-year-old human girl. And he's like, well, how the fuck do you not have a name then? <laughs> you know? He's what like, what the fuck did they put on the birth certificate, girl? Yeah, right? She's like, well, I don't have any, which is a really good question, actually. I don't know, maybe is the archive and that, are you just exempt from, like, a regular old birth certificate, right. too? You're like, whatever. Spends most of her time in the Never Never. She knows all of the do-arounds to get around government she security. Knows all the- <laughs> or again, she just fucking is like, I can make one myself. Like, I can make myself <laughs> a valid birth certificate every day because I know exactly what they look like. And She's what already claimed for an independent sovereign nation. <laughs> yeah, she right. has her own passports. <laughs> we do not need a familial name. <laughs> She's like the queen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't right? matter. Exactly. Just, but yeah, but we get this super cute, sweet moment, right? Where he's like, well, you have to. And she's like, okay, fine. Like, what would you call me then? And he's like, Ivy. And she's like, okay. Right? Get the whole, like, derivative of her name and stuff like that. It's like, sweet. And I'm like, it is cool. And not only does it bring up, I had not specifically been thinking in terms of a birth certificate, but it does make me wonder. I'm like, did you just suddenly put Ivy at risk? Yeah, because having a name. She now has a name. She never had a name before. It was like it. Well, well, her name before would have just been the archive. So right. It's the same circumstance. But it's not as familiar, so maybe it wouldn't have had the same power that a demon could get on well, the way that you yeah, pronounce just your be- name. Because that's the whole point. It's like, a title, that's not a name. Yeah, right? that's because is, the people before her were also the archive. Her her mother mm-hmm. passed. Okay. Yeah, because that's what that's the thing, right? It's like right. he's like, well, it can't be. And you know, she basically said she's like, well, I don't have a name. I just I am the archive. Mm-hmm. And everybody's always just referred to me. So, yeah, that's that's the difference where I was like, you basically just gave her a name. I don't it's an know. identity. Yeah, I don't know that the archive would have served that purpose before. She has something. She has a target on her back. So, right. I think, but it does both. It both gives her a new field to use and a field to be used against her, right? Yeah. I was just going to say, on the one hand, again, as epically powerful as she is, it might not fucking matter that, right. you know, like, sure, come at me, bro. But to be fair enough, Ivy knows exactly how dangerous it is to go around telling people I'm Ivy, right? Like, she's well, smart okay, enough to I'll, know that at least, right? I was gonna say, there is the whole, like, what we were talking about before where, yes, it has to come out of your own mouth with your own inflections and your own tones and, you know, exactly. Everybody and their dog could know that his name is Harry Blackstone Copperfield Dresden, but if they saying, don't know how he says it and... It wouldn't be difficult for Ortega or Marcone or anyone to just, like, you know, go to the DMV and look him up, right? Like, yeah, ex- <laughs> well, exactly. Like, that's what I mean mean right but it's it's, it's more not you know because like yeah when, when he when he gets like Olsharavis and whatever he's like you could just ask for my whole name it's it's his name from his lips kind of a thing and you know that's the distinction he makes in the first book mm-hmm. he's like you can ask any John Franklin Smith what they're you know but this guy's gonna say his name differently from this guy from whatever right so that is part of it but I was a little surprised that she was so willing to like let Dresden just name her well I mean yeah, okay. I, I think it's just suddenly occurred to like I don't know like again right because you see these this little dichotomy these wisps between her being this like supercomputer just the facts and nothing but the facts and her being a little girl right and it's one of those things where it's like she doesn't see you know I don't know if she ever really occurred to her before like I don't care that I don't have a name on the or you know what I mean but it's like as soon as he sort of offers her one she's like 
nobody's ever offered to like yeah i want okay what would you call me and i like that i'm you know what i mean like i think it is not only has it never occurred to me or anyone i've met thus far but <laughs> yeah right like it's humanizing it's humanizing right so is she like i always wanted a name and great or is it like gee i never thought about it but yeah i i want it you know so yeah it's this beautiful exactly humanizing whatever but yeah it also occurs to me that i was like ooh, you maybe just gave a slight thing that that she never had that before but Again, yes, people getting it. So, so yeah, it's this beautiful little moment. And then exactly, and he's like, well, you know, your mom just lets a mercenary drive you around, right? And she's like, oh, okay, for all intents and purposes, she's dead because everything... Right, we, we, we learn passes. how she is the, the living memory of mankind. Yeah. I, I am the sum of human knowledge passed down from gener- generation to generation, mother to daughter. Culture, science, philosophy, lore, tradition. I hold the accumulated memories of thousands of generations of mankind. I take in all that is written and spoken. I study. I learn. That is my purpose, to procure and preserve knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, she's like the... The archive. <laughs> she's, she's the, the archi- shit. She's the archiviest archive ever. But this is like... Interesting, because like you say, it's it's not just like, oh, like, American, it's, it's mankind. So, you know, you think about, like, the lost library of Alexandria and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, she knows that shit, because everything that's right, ever lost written. lost civilizations, too? That'd be fucking Well, yeah, because anything written down or whatever, right? But she then it's funny. The Egyptian sort of surgeries that Essentially, as long as she had an ancestor alive during that time period, it should be recorded. Right. Right? I don't want... And it's I don't, thousands of generations, I was so gonna it's say, not just, like, thousands of people. Like, I was gonna say... Yeah. That's what I mean. As long as she has a specific aunt, like, her mother and great-grandmother and grandmother Well, and but do we even... Because we don't necessarily... I mean, again, did it... Can you only collect the information from when they started? Or are they going... You know what I mean? Like, the archive could have been created, like, 20 years ago, and they still know because anything that was ever... I mean, maybe okay, so not I'm just because, like the you say, was created, not, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming birth of some, mankind, you know. Well, I was gonna right. say in some ways because yes, obviously, like anything lost, See, they I, couldn't. I, I'm still going off the statement. I hold the accumulated memories of a thousand generations of mankind. Yeah. So a generation, we'll say generations, fifty years or something. But yeah, so maybe I, I just never thought about it specifically that fifty thousand years. It had to start. Basically, I'm assuming, like, basically, since there was mankind, there was an archive, right? Yeah, a, a, caveman a, archive, maybe caveman. Yeah, archive. you know, they didn't know as much as uh, Ivy does, like, but that, they knew everything that, there was that, to know. A, then <laughs> at the time, I know how to make wheel and fire. That's how they invented the wheel. <laughs> well, She's it's like, like it's not that they know everything. You know, they don't know anything that hasn't been discovered yet. But as soon as humanity makes a discovery, that's it. That's recorded, that's known, right? Yeah, I mean, again, right? She is basically just like a giant encyclopedia. So, mm-hmm. an encyclopedia doesn't do anything but exactly let you go and look up what is, right? So, yes, she just. So, yeah, I just meant that, you know, I didn't know sort of how or when she was created. Like, she could have. Like, again, right? If you make a dictionary right now, yeah. you can make it for all the stuff that you currently have in it, whether it happened 50 years ago or not. But point being is, anyways, for however she got it all and whenever it started. It's a really neat concept, like it is. It's it is, and it's, again, it's a little bit of one of those mind bending, right? I You're think like it was the first one that decided I'm going to make all of my my children well and have this, and the, I get to become a vegetable once they do. <laughs> well, yes, well, it almost seems like the you know the curse of Cassandra, the Oracle, or something. Uh, like yeah, that, you know? I was like, gonna say it does seem kind of like a cursed existence that you wouldn't necessarily have been the one to choose it. But again, but like you know, you talk about like. Merlin and this and that and the White Council and like the Merlin and you know and you're like what power did it take to start this? I would love to read a short story on her like her family. Potentially right so yeah it's like once you get it once you get it going it could you know be a self-sustaining but that initial the more you know but yeah what kind of magic and whatever that would have had to go into the again generations ago right Mm -hmm. now you're like well is it that much harder to build you know, a toy rocket or a real rocket. Like, we have well, all the things. It's just, you know what I mean? At this point, it seems all the archive has to do is go and get pregnant and give birth, right? And then, you know, curse sustained. But well, the yeah. first one, yeah. Or does she or does she just, like, reproduce asexually because it's always females that are matri... That I don't know either. Yeah, yeah, I don't know sort of how I assume she... they go out and have, like, you know, a one-night stand, basically. Like, and then, then it's just always a daughter. <laughs> I, I, she actually I, just clones herself. Just clones herself, yeah, right? Okay, no, but I, I, I was meaning more. She's the original Mary. <laughs> <laughs> they just got it kind of wrong. conception. It's just same name. We're like Dolly, but I'm the sorry. human. <laughs> Mea culpa. Mea culpa. I love what we can, Yeah, let's go from the Virgin Mary to Dolly the sheep. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, six the degrees. Po- the lore of this is it's, endless. It's one or I the other. It. It's one or the other. <laughs> Science or religion. It's... 
some way, somehow, or it started. Her. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I like exactly right. It's like once she gets that big and that powerful and that magical and that you know between science and religion and supernatural, she can just keep growing bigger and expanding and learning and knowing. But like you say, right? You're like, what kind of magic sparked that to? set it off to become something that could be this big and this powerful, you know, like, was it always On top of that, too, it would make it seem like if, you know, assuming, you know, there are regular human humans. Which she says, yeah, she's like, I'm That, you know, you presumably gotta get pregnant before age 40, for the most part, right? Like, it's 20s or 30s, that is, like, you know, general pregnancy, right? Which means the archive is only ever keeping the job for 20 to 40 years, right? Mm -hmm. So it almost seems like, you know, with this cursed existence, it's almost like, you know, a race to, like, how fast can I pawn this job off to my kid, right? Like... Yeah, and I mean, we do get some more insights into Ivy later, which is nice. I do like that she comes back at some point, and you get a little bit more information on some things, but... Because that's the one thing I keep going back. Sometimes I was like, oh, do they, like, have to choose to... And then I'm like, no, because that's exactly what she says. She's like, it was passed to me at birth like my so it's not like you know they can have a, and then at some point when they've had enough they can be like okay i'm ready to die i'm gonna pass it all on to you now to can it's like no, no it's, it's the moment of birth right? there are no so, old archives there are no old so yeah so it's just not, vegetables just yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> okay she's not dead technically but She's in a complete, you know, vegetative state. And even that, he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, I don't know why. I know her. She's like, I know everything about her and everything about the ones before. And you're like, I guess that would be a bit of a, a state of peace after you've been, if you've held all of the knowledge, like well, everything was, in your brain. I was going to say, I Just think about like, it, right? There's things we know where we're like, I wish I didn't know that. That would drive you yeah, insane. Right? Like, you probably could only do that for so long before you just, like, lost your shit right yeah. yeah like how many things we joke about like i wish i could unsee that or i wish i you know well, what I you mean? know but ignorance is bliss right yeah. like yeah she gets to know all the darkest shit too yeah, well yeah, exactly. exactly that's just it it's not like oh my god scientific disgust it's like yeah all like and all the horrible shit too well anybody that's ever written a diary and we know lots of psychotic serial killers and things keep you know right? you got every manifesto in your head right yeah you know, like every, you know like that's exactly every single right? you know court documentation just, private everything exactly right like that's yeah that's when it starts you're not just because in some ways you're like fuck i wish like like, Truly, for all intents and purposes, we're lucky that Ivy's walking around and not Billy. Yeah, very, <laughs> like, a bazillion way. And, you know, again, maybe that's slightly part of it because Thank she gosh, knows they also about wrote... that, too. So she knows that it's, it's not... a good thing they wrote therapy down, too. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is just cognitive dissonance. I know how to solve this. Right. I was like, I remember, remember like, a teacher telling me, he's like, Wish, listen, guys, like, knowledge doesn't come through osmosis. You can't put your textbook under your head and just hope the thoughts go into your brain at night. And I remember thinking, like, that'd be fucking awesome. It would be fucking awesome. Fucking really wish I could. Like, I'm gonna start sleeping with my textbook anyways, just in case. And that's, I'm gonna be the first person really hilarious to finally works with. I, I don't remember whose classroom it was, but one of my high school teachers, that was a poster. I feel like it was one of the science ones. But it was a Garfield poster. And it, it was, he just had books, like, strapped on, like, his arms and legs and, like, just books tied. I remember that poster. Yeah, and it, there's a Garfield cartoon. Yeah, and it was, I'm like... Learning by osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like learning by Maybe that's where my teacher got the uh, joke from, but... Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much how I But yeah. really, for Ivy, it's almost true. <laughs> for yeah, for her, it is. and uh, But again, like, it's funny, because she says something about, like, I don't want to be out late on a school night or something like that, you know? And you're like, well, wait a minute. what Because she says it's what I do is I read. And I said, I'm like, but you, like, obviously, you you don't need to go to, like, grade one or grade two. Like, you're a bit beyond that. But then it's like, I guess maybe. She's always correcting the teachers. She's like, no, no, no. Right. (laughs) She would totally be that. Incorrect. (laughs) But the government's not paying her for being the archive. So if she wants to have money, she's going to have to go to school. You know what? Again, she knows ways around that. I'm guessing she just plays a stop. I was gonna say, I'm giving all this major brain power. Exactly, she probably has like a million ways of getting (laughs) passive income. Like, and like the generations before her, right? They've started doing, you know, enough to keep Kincaid paid till April. Mathematically, she could play the lottery. 
right? She can calculate those odds. <laughs> so you know what? <laughs> fair enough. Yep. Yep, that's fair. So after a couple of generations of a couple of decent wins, I'm sure that bloodline is set up. I was, say, and I was they like, don't I'm worry. sure. Yeah, all the mothers and mothers and mothers before her got her enough money. She doesn't need to do shit now. Yeah, right. Like, cause that yeah. never comes into it. But fair yeah, enough. but I'm like, I guess there is still the current because, like you say, people are still writing and discovering and doing. So I was like, I guess maybe that's her days of studies, not so much going to regular school like a normal child but just again think about it globally the mass amounts of information that would come in daily every day yeah hourly like you know like yeah to make sure you can dismiss the stuff that's already known but does she still have to process like oh that's a duplicate that's you know what i mean (laughs) right like yeah i think it is something like once it's uploaded like that's it like it can be uploaded eighty thousand times but she's only getting the notification once right like yeah right what if the knowledge that's written down is incorrect it's, it's, would she still, like, observe I think it? it would normally, it would update and she'd have both. She's like, oh, yeah, we used to believe in this, but now we know it's okay. actually this, right? Well, yeah, that, I was going to say, I think it would come down again At to... At one point, the Earth was flat, and then it wasn't. It's, it's, it's a human discovery, though. She wouldn't right. know until it had been proven by humans. Like, she can't just say, like, oh, yeah, there's life on Venus. Like, she doesn't know that because we haven't discovered that yet, right? But now that in the, you know, when she was born... We're going to guess she was born early 90s, right? That would have been like 93, 94, something like... No, she's No, very... Yeah, late. So she'd be more like your age. Right, so maybe like late 90s she was born, right? Because, yeah, we're still... As far as she's aware right now, Pluto was a planet. That's in her head. Pluto's a planet. Yes. By the time we get to Battleground, Ivy knows Pluto's not a planet. But she didn't know that at the beginning of the series. She didn't know, like, oh, one day humanity's going to kick this off because according to humanity's rules, they say that Pluto's not a planet. They should be smarter than this and they should... I should call NASA myself and tell them they need to kick this out, right? Oh, my God, it's Ivy. She could have... Pluto got have those thoughts, but as far as she's concerned, Pluto yeah. is a planet up until. And I was gonna say, I was gonna take it a little bit more basic, not so much on proven proof, but just like if somebody writes down something, you know, I was gonna say, I'd assume that again, with the amount of knowledge she has now, it has to be like the average. Like if you read a newspaper article, you have to figure out for yourself. Is this real? Is this fake news? Is this right? And again, fake news. Fake news, right? Most of us. Knock on wood. <laughs> you know, again, insert you... clip of Trump. Fake news. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, you know, like exactly right. There's there is the legitimate human intellect of like, okay, is this just like a curiosity? Like, gee, I don't know, or is this exactly like, are you drinking the Kool Aid, or you hope everybody is smart enough, reads enough, well, yeah. everything you've becomes broad your entire enough life. to be able to disseminate that information and write. So I was going to say, I would think a lot of it with that too is like, yeah, if people write down wrong shit, you know, there's got to be a certain amount, like for things that I guess are more opinion enough. or, yeah, She's exactly. Got enough, you know, of everyone's well, opinion. And it's especially easier for her at this point, the bullshit. right? Again, when you've got like, you know, 10,000 years of. You know, you can be like, yeah, no, that's not a... um, She's read all the CIA files. She knows whether or not the moon landing was fake or not, so she doesn't have to wonder. Well, that too. If it was fake, she knows, and if it wasn't fake, she knows, so it's fine. She doesn't have to waste time on conspiracies. (laughs) I I know, I'm totally going into, like, philosophical land. I'm like, I wonder if she, like, actually has to make her own assumption. You know, (laughs) she actually has to go through all of that information on her own and, like, make assessments whether or not, like... See, I think think for her, though, it's so much, like... Because, again, like, if you knew literally everyone's opinion on everything, everyone's involvement in anything, which is presumably, you know, it's all written down somewhere, somehow, that it'd be easier to, like, there is no guessing work, right? When you've got, I know what his fucking password is to his phone, and it's, I love Monica, it's like, okay, well, you know what, I'm not, you know, I don't need to guess whether or not he likes Monica or not. Like, every little thing like that would be enough information. You don't have to guess. You just... Make the determination by having that much information, right? Well, I was going to say, it takes making an educated guess to a whole new well, level. Exactly, like, there's no exactly, one more educated right? than, than... So, yes, like you say, the, the probability... It's an interesting character, though, right? Yeah. It really does. And like you say, like, like the mind-blowingness of how minute you want to get down, how, like you say, is this information processed and disseminated and... You know, like you say, or you know, like you say, does she have to read? Does she have to sort of somewhere acknowledge each bit of information and sort? Or like you say, is it just it's there, and she can just access it when she thinks about, like, um, I I need to know about you know calculus. Oh, boom! There's all my calculus stuff right there. I know. You know what I mean? Or like, 
exactly yeah it's it's crazy and it's insane and like our brains said, are simply not meant to think about what ivy can do exactly <laughs> and as justin says with that much power you know knowledge is power as we all know and say and in her case it's literally like exactly yeah. he determines that she'd be a really freaking case which brings us to the next like brilliant point where he's like if you're that fucking knowledgeable and that fucking strong he's like what do you need with a bodyguard you can't reach the pedal <laughs> Hard to explain okay, a seven-year-old driving to a cop. <laughs> right. It's like, hello. He's like, yeah, I told you to expect myself. I'm like, I know. It's like, ah. Like, again, like, she's so prim and proper, and she's not joking, but she is. Like, she's just witty. And, again, it's one of the, you know, a seven-year-old that can communicate on an adult level because she fucking knows everything and knows. So, yeah, I That's just That's one way to write kid characters, hey, just make them adult. Right. <laughs> I, I can't relate to this. Let's just give them a so ultra-intelligence. Ultra well, and it's it's that small bit of adorable and creep factor, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's the other thing about, right, because, um, I don't know if y'all remember if you watched Angel as much as y'all watched Buffy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, it's, it's a pseudo-Buffy reference. But in Angel, they had sort of the law firm that ran everything, and they had, like, a whatever oracle way up on the main top floor. And the few times that Angel was, like, granted permission to go up and literally talk to the powers that be was usually, I think one time it was, like, a panther Is or something. Is that not against but you, the law? Shouldn't he have to talk to God and only God? The, the powers that be it were. It was God? That w- the, the powers that be was whatever that was. Okay. Mm. I just feel like, you know, you're not allowed to use a different thing you know christianity doesn't have oracles right christianity had prophets, have prophets. and things oh, okay so yeah, we sure did kind of oracles well yeah it's the of. same same thing okay. they've been giving that's why been giving a message uh, which, yeah which angels and things and there was there's that whole thing where a lot of people say that that jesus is just the next prophet not actually the yeah. son of god and the whole all right all right fair enough anyways my point was beside all of that is when angel went it was always like this blank white room and, like, it was, like, this, like, young, I don't know if she was as young as seven, but somewhere between, like, a seven or 12-year-old girl, like, a young girl would, would be the one that would come out. And, t- and, again, it's that creepiness of, like, so old, like, the old soul and the, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing creepy. And, and you know, even this, where he goes on, where she's like, okay, let's get into the business about the duel now or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I haven't really, I haven't found a second yet. Okay, well, hurry up. <laughs> or you're going to be, like, forfeit. And it's like, okay. Yeah, well, what's, you know, like... I shall kill you. Basically. Oh. And just very, you know, he's like, uh, so how would that be collected? And she just, like, looks at him for a minute. She's like, I'd do it. And he's like, I knew that she could, and I knew that she would, right? So again, right, you're like, oh, like, my seat don't reach the pedals. Also, I will kill you with a look. (laughs) You know? And it's like... Oh, right? Again, just that creepy, creepy of, like, young children or, like, dolls and things like that, right? Where you're, like, just bizarre. But, yeah, they do have an interesting conversation over that whole thing. So then he's he's like, I thought I was going to get to pick, like, pistols or, or swords at dawn kind of a thing. And she's uh, like, no, 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 no. Will, skill, energy, or flesh. Yeah. And even this is interesting because he's like, I thought I got to pick. And she's like, read your copy of the, the rules. And it's like, okay, but the copy says it can be whatever weapons the the emissary, which just happens to be her in this case, the, but whatever the neutral party picks. I'm like, the neutral party totally could have picked guns or swords or something. You know, I'm like you're making it sound I'm like, okay, in all fairness, in this particular thing. He didn't know that your options were going to be this, that, or whatever, right? So, and I mean, it basically even does, because she even says there's, like, combat. So, I'm like, again, you could eventually, I'm sure, have worked it out to, like, guns or swords or something. But, yes, she gives him a, a broader old way. So, sure enough, magic is in there. So, he's like, I, and she's like, yeah, you, you know, Ortega's going to fuck that up, right? Yeah. Like, he's going to say no. Yeah, but I don't have to but pick another one until then. Right right? right? <laughs> yeah. It's like you still have to leave here and go and talk to him and tell him and then no he still has to say no and come back and <laughs> Yeah, I was like, just procrastinate, right? I can just she's like, oh, okay, fine, right. So yeah, he's basically kind of put off both. He's like, I don't know a second yet. I haven't really picked a thing yet. I don't know what else I'm gonna do, but we'll just go with this for now. So she's all like, Alright, fine. <laughs> And gets, and then we get, yeah. Uh, I think that was it, right? There was nothing else. No, she. Well, she gives him his. Uh, Kin- Kincaid comes back, and Ivy gives him his card or her card, 
to contact him about the second. Oh yeah, she's like, they've got to get in touch with me and to set up the next step. This lovely moment where where Mister comes up, comes around and Ivy is like, Kitty, <laughs> I know, <laughs> and right? She just and goes for the love in, and they're both like, Oh my god, that's so fucking creepy. <laughs> I know that was like the best. And Kate's like, Well, that's just creepy, but it's like exactly right what we were just saying. Right? She's like. Massive amounts of knowledge and power. I can kill you. You need to do this. If you don't fulfill your end, I will forfeit your life. Oh, you have cats! <laughs> you know, it's just like as look. a cat person, I can understand that. Well, Ooh. fair. But even like, because even just like a minute ago, she's like going through the options of like you know what, like explaining what the will and the the magic and the mind and the you know, and she's like, or like you know, basically unarmed hand to hand combat. And she's like. I would advise against that one. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, like, she's even in the beginning, actually, he said, when he's like, how do I know you're you, right? And she's like, I have no intent or desire to harm you, you know? She's like, maybe even the opposite, you know? And you're like, neutral party, Ivy. But she's like, I don't really want to see you, Dad. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, Ivy, though, like, she really threw Dresden a bone there, choosing the ancient ways, right? Yes. Like, she fully was like, I know who, what you're about, like... So I'm not choosing. I, I can't guns just hand you mad. Like, yeah, let's make this like, vague enough for you to have exactly, some options. Right? So that like, too, right? But exactly, yeah. But she's like, you could pick the unarmed guy. Wouldn't really. He's like, yeah, do you think? No kidding. <laughs> you know? like, I can't really tell you what to do here, Mister Drazden. But, <laughs> but yes, and then just this super cute. And of course, Mister's all over it too. Loves right. attention. He's like, oh, little girl, you're all right. Person. This has got to be like 50% of the size of her, too. Like, Well, right? <laughs> her. Just about, right? Comes up to her chest. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, looks like, like a lion. She sits on the ground and he crawls into her lap. It's like one morph. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah. Aww. He's like, yeah. Hell's Bells, it was adorable. She was just a kid. A kid who knew more than any mortal alive. A kid with a scary amount of magical power. A kid who would kill me if I didn't show up to the duel. But still a kid. <laughs> so, yes. Hello, Ivy. Love you, Ivy. Love Ivy. Mm-hmm. And Kincaid, you're cool, too. You gave her me. Yeah, Kincaid is pretty. I liked these introductions. They were really good. Yeah, yeah. They're a good for Like, again, you love this, like, big burly scary like yeah, and again right. he doesn't have to like shove it in your face right it's like how he's referred to mercy he's just quiet but he's you're cool. right he's cool king k doesn't have to announce that he's big and scary you just get that he yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got yeah bodyguards like this little seven-year-old girl who ultimately is like in charge of him right like yeah he's better protector he's driver pretty secure around. in his, his own identity but, but yeah exactly right but at the same time you know she's like can we trust you king k <laughs> you know and he's like but yeah This concludes our episode 10.9, Kitty! Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. 